Why, hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Way Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about values. Values are important as they guide our actions in life. We'll start by further establishing this importance, discussing how understanding our personal values can help us better understand our goals in life. We'll then move on to ask how our values formed and discuss the role of our socialization and our own personal experiences in the formation of our personal values. And then finally, we'll address the primary question of what are values. We'll start with a more gen- general definition of values being fundamental beliefs that guide our action. And then we'll move on to trying to identify a universal set of specific values, as you do. In doing this, we'll discuss the difficulties of doing so philosophically before exploring a more practical approach, namely the Swartz theory of basic values and how you can apply this theory and use it in your own life. This episode is a real cracker, so I hope you enjoy. So we're going to talk about values. Why are values something that we should be talking about? Well, if we're thinking about self-improvement and the process of setting goals, creating a plan, well, setting goals, breaking them down to sub-goals, basically creating a plan of action to achieve them. I think values are important because they actually determine the goals we select in the first place. And so we've had some discussions on this, but I'd just like to hear your thoughts on now and like, what are, how do you think values are formed? Well, that's a very interesting question because as you said, values are the things that ultimately influence our choice of goals. And actually on a deeper level, I believe they influence more than that. I believe that they influence in a way every, every reaction that we have to the external world or the internal world in the first place. But without going into the complexities of that just quite yet, it's a very important question to ask because if values are the things that influence the goals that we choose, and we know how important it is to choose your goals well, because that's, if assuming that you're going to be creating a plan to achieve your goals, those are the things that are going to be determining all the actions that you take, the way that you live your life, what you pursue in your life. Mm-hmm. So if values are the things that determine your goals, how your values are determined is a super important question to ask. And I would even expand your question with another question before I answer both of them by saying that what is the difference between goals and values in the first place? What is, why is there this middle thing uh, between just nothing and goals? Why aren't goals the highest level entity? So I believe that the way that we get our values is by making explicit all the experiences that we have in our life, the socialization, just the past memories, making them explicit and defining them as some sort of concept in our head. Now, to move this jump from the realm of past experiences to this realm of an explicit value, I say that I feel that I'm very strongly uh, affiliated with the value of hedonism, for example, How does this jump happen? Well, this jump happens in order to understand this jump. We need to understand that our past experiences, our past socialization, all of that is really modeled as concepts inside of our mind. And what is ultimately happening is a computation that our subconscious does in collaboration with our conscious mind in moving this web of experiences that has etched itself as concepts into our head, moving that 
and computing these ex uh, explicit values out of that. So this is a very interesting process because this is, and this is also to answer the second question that I posed, the reason that there are values in between abstract happenings inside of our heads and the goals that we choose for ourselves is because we don't really choose our values. Values are more so determined by how we have lived our life, what has happened to us, what have other people told us around us, our nature and our nurture, to use psychological terms. And then these values, these are something that we not, rather than sitting down and saying, I want to value this, I want to value that, this is something that we have to listen to, to listen to the signals from within ourselves. Yes, these signals are dynamic, they're not static, that's a very important point to stress. It's not like you have a set of values and once you figure them out, it's the same for your whole life, no. That's why you have to be constantly mindful of them. And the values are the things that help you actually sit down and now choose your goals in a high quality way. Because if you sit down and start just randomly saying, oh, I think that my goal is a lot of money and um, a lot of women and et cetera, et cetera. Unless knowing why you're choosing these goals, because goals are something you do choose. You do choose how and what it is that you want to uh, pursue in life. Unless you're really mindful and conscious of the things that are influencing your decisions, you will never really make the most high quality decision there is. And the buck has to stop somewhere. Somewhere has to be the point where you're no longer deciding the thing, but you're simply listening because it is a fact that our subconscious influences what we do. And in order to bridge this gap in this process of reflection and choosing these goals between the subconscious and the actual goals that you have, we can bridge this gap using this concept of values. And to repeat, values are us making explicit the socialization and the past experiences that have happened to us in our, uh, in our past life up until this point, our nature and our nurture. And we can then use these values to choose the goals because the values sort of codify how we react to different situations. And the thing is, our goals we always choose in order to achieve some sort of state of being. We want to improve either how we feel inside, how the world looks around us. And since we choose our goals, trying to change the state of reality around us and within us towards a more desirable state, values are necessarily the thing that we choose our goals according to because values define how we react to a certain state. If, for example, I value hedonism very highly, if I have physical pleasure, I react to that state of pleasure very positively, the state of being very positively. If, for example, I very strongly value benevolence, then I'm going to react to the state of being where someone is being hurt around me very negatively. And since these values influence how we react to different situations, these are the things that we're choosing our goals according to, because we want to choose our goals in such a way that they bring about the state of reality that we enjoy, that we react to positively. But to move this conversation further... But actually, before you do yeah. that, I think just to put what you've been saying in another way... Yeah. So if we understand the goal as your intention to change your state of being mm -hmm. from your current one to a desired state of being, yeah. would you say then that our values define what desired is? They define what this desired state of being actually looks like. Exactly, because what is desire really? Desire ultimately is the feeling of wanting another state Desire is that feeling of wanting another state. And because our values define how we react to each state, if you are looking at the sort of delta between two states that desire acts on, desire is trying to pull us from one state of being to another state of being. It's this 
power inside of us that directs us to make a change. Since values are the thing that define how we react to state A and how we react to state B, let's say that I'm very poor, I don't have any food right now, I'm not happy about that because I value having security, I value having uh, freedom, I value the, the freedom as in the ability to go and explore the world, for example, yeah. I value having agency. warmth, agency, whatever. Then because I value these things, I react negatively to being poor and homeless in the street. And I react positively to being wealthy, able to travel the world, etc. And because values dictate how I react to these two states, they also sort of create the delta between the two states, making one pull towards the other. We could even say, borrowing sort of a metaphor from physics, that in the same way that air wants to move towards a lower pressure area always, mm. our state of being always, through the emotion of desire, wants to move towards a situation, a state of being where our values are more highly catered to. Okay. Yeah. We keep yeah, speaking yeah. of these values. What even are values? Well, I think that we tend to more, we tend to describe them as if someone asks you what your values are, we tend to just answer by listing some sort of personal attributes, like mm -hmm. or a personal attributes or states of being. So, I value hedonism. Mm -hmm. I value benevolence. Mm -hmm. But I think the the more the deeper question of what our values is quite a hard one to answer because I don't think I think it's quite hard if we assume objective truth to exist because assumption but yeah because like if we really think about it that's quite a bit of big assumption to make mm -hmm. but if we assume that objective truth exists yeah that in some sort of objective reality there exists value universal human values yeah they're quite hard to find, right? Because we all have our own experiences. And even if our all or our own experiences pointed towards the same type of value, the nature of language, because it's so imprecise, means yeah. that we probably describe them, we probably conceptualize them slightly differently. So this is why I think when we're asking the question, answering the question, what are values? Mm -hmm. And we're asking it because we want to understand our own so that we can then understand our goals in life and, and kind of just set our lives you know set our lives in motion in the right direction action. yeah i think like some models help yeah so I, I mean you would just you would describe them one to me do you how would you be able to yeah i think that a good model to a very practical model to use yeah. for values is by thinking them of a finite set of uh of things so to say yeah. that we assign uh, numbers do. So, for example, let, let's take the examples that we've been using throughout this podcast, benevolence, hedonism, let's add one, universalism, for example. We could take, let's say that we only, uh, we say that all of our feeling of what values are can be codified in these three, uh, these yeah. three things. We would then say, we would sit down and we would say from zero to 10, one to 10, one to 100, the scale really depends on what you want to use. Ultimately, all scales can be normalized. Um, based on this scale, how much do you feel that you value this certain value? So if I feel that a physical pure pleasure is very important to me, I would value hedonism highly, let's say nine out of 10. If I say that universalism, uh, I don't really relate with that. That state of being described by that value uh, is not really one that I feel this desire towards. Yeah. Then uh, to be more precise, to say that the state of being in which this 
value would be met, I would not feel very good in that state of being because the value would dictate, if I had this value highly, that would dictate that this in this situation where this value is being met, I would feel very positively. If this is not the case, if I envision myself being in a situation where let's, let's say for benevolence, I envision myself being in a situation where someone is getting hurt. And for some weird reason, I say that I don't really care about that. It doesn't, you know, I, I don't mind. Then probably I'm a psychopath, but also probably <laughs> I do not value benevolence highly because that state of being, I don't react in a negative way. Maybe I react in a neutral way and God forbid I would react in a positive way. That means that I'm going against that value. And yeah, so we can define values or at least a model for what values are in a practical way as a set of things that we give a number to. We say how strongly we relate to that. And the reason that this is useful is that we can then use this we can, first of all, the reason, the first reason why it's useful to have this explicit model of value number attached to it, value number attached to it, to have it as a finite set and have it as a set that multiple people agree upon, maybe some sort of universal set even, is because one, if we have it shared between different people, we can compare ourselves to other people. A problem that a lot of people often have is that they have no reference point because they haven't done these sort of thought exercises in the past before. So how am I supposed to know how strongly I value benevolence, for example, yeah, I kind of kind of feel bad if someone's getting hurt next to me, but is that the four? Is that the seven? Is that the three? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Having a universal set that you and I both use. So let's say, for example, we could use Dr. Schwartz's uh, set of universal values uh, or his 10 core values, for example, which are also very neatly laid out in a circle in such a way that they try to occupy approximately equal distances in the space of all possible values. Yeah. Um, if we decide both to use this set of 10 values, we can then compare. Okay, I do you think we can discuss, you know, do you think that you feel more negatively about someone getting hurt next to us than me or less? We can discuss. And when we reach an agreement, we can see, oh, so you said that you wanted to give it a seven. I said I wanted to give it an eight, but you actually feel more negatively about it. Then your value of benevolence should be higher. Your number for the value of benevolence should be higher. So this is one benefit. We can use a universal scale so that we can discuss the numbers and we can uh, reach on the most accurate profile for ourselves. Another reason why it's good to have it explicitly defined is because that makes it even stronger of a connection between the world of the subconscious and the world of the conscious. As we said, the purpose of values is fundamentally to bridge the gap between who we believe we are and how we react to certain situations in a subconscious way, our nature and our nurture, and to breach that with an explicit understanding of what goals we should choose. And the values act as the mediator because they tell us, they allow us to codify what, how, how we react to certain situations. And so we can then choose the goals to match, uh, to bring us, bring these situations about. And because they act as, as this mediator, it only makes sense to have them as explicitly defined as possible to make that jump from the non-explicit to the explicit as simple to continue, sort of, so to say, as possible. Yeah, I think I think that this this is the model of values that I would give. Yeah, I mean, and just to stress, we would we started with a question. I mean, just now with mm -hmm. like, what are values? And just to emphasize that we're not trying to seek some sort of objective truth. No, I mean, we could probably do another a whole, maybe a whole series of episodes yeah. trying to understand like values on a deeper philosophical nature, on a deeper philosophical level. But I think for the purpose of linking this to the first question of why values are so important, 
specifically in enabling you to understand your goals and so be able to take more conscious action, mm. more directed action in your life. Values are important. It's important to just perhaps use some sort of universally and empirically tested model yeah. that enables you to not only be able to conceptualize different values, but have a means of talking about your values with another person. Because exactly. what you'll find is that if, say, but you and your friend both looked at this, um, sorry, what was their name? Schwartz, Dr. Schwartz. Schwartz, Dr. Schwartz. I probably butchered that part. <laughs> but but uh, my apologies, my apologies, but whatever. So, <laughs> so if you and your friend both mm -hmm. took, I assume there's some sort of test for test you can take. Exactly, the PVQRR, he calls it. A, a set of 36 questions that can be used to then compute these numbers for these values. Yeah, so if you and your friend both took them, not only do you yourself understand, are you able to conceptualize different values, which I think is an importance in of itself, because as you said, the whole point of conceptualization is bridging the gap between your subconscious mind and the values that exist within there, the values that motivate your action, and the realm of the conscious in which you're able to actually kind of take these concepts and link them together into some sort of explicit and plan apply of action, them. apply them to your life. That's the whole point of conceptualization. Yeah. So using these models are not only important in of themselves mm -hmm. because it enables you to conceptualize your values and so mm -hmm. act upon them, mm -hmm. but also because it provides you with a point of reference from which to talk to your friend and perhaps refine your own understanding of what actually you think. Because exactly. while it is a model, while it does aim at some sort of in some sort of precision or at least an increased amount of precision mm -hmm. uh whereby with precision i mean you understanding what your values are yeah again this assumes that you can do that but we're not going to get into like skepticism and subjective truth and all that stuff um it provides you with a point of reference from which to be able to understand okay what do i mean by a five on a scale of one to ten yeah. if my friend says that there are four on the scale of, I don't know, altruism, benevolence, I'm not sure what the specific one was. But I know for a fact that I put six technically higher than them, but I know for a fact, because I know my friend quite well, yeah. that they are definitely more altruistic than me. Then perhaps maybe I'm slightly, maybe I should slightly adjust that. And what's happening here is a collaborative effort of moving the subconscious and the unexplicit yeah. into the realm of the explicit. Because what you said right now, I know my friends. That's a, sub, that's a feeling, it's a subconscious concept yeah. that I am more benevolent than them. But the values, if we have a shared set of, shared set of defined values that we are uh, rating ourselves on, this allows us to now take the subconscious understanding of how we compare to each other and to codify this in the set of values and compare it against each other, as you said. And maybe even more relevantly to the present day and age and to the technologies that we're building at Way, actually, it allows you to compare it and talk about it with a machine because what we are also building right now is a bot that takes this understanding, this empirical understanding of what values most commonly describe a person and how these values are defined through their reactions to different situations and how by gouging the reactions to different situations, we can actually compute this set of numbers. We are trying to put this into a bot that can tell, talk with a person and help them understand themselves better. And we can only do this if this conversation is mediated by a set of explicit agreed upon values. And this can only happen if we first have enough of this data of people comparing themselves against each other to train that bot on. Because 
unless we agree on a set of values that we discuss between ourselves and assign different numbers to and yeah, agree upon it, we cannot give a concrete set of values for the bot to query you about and to later give you a score on. So yeah, to summarize, maybe you could just, yeah, summarize why is it so important to talk about values and why is it so important to have a good model for what they are? Yeah, so it's important to understand your values because your values influence the goals you choose in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with the issue of, oh, I don't know what my goals are in life, mm -hmm. it's what you probably need to do is reflect on that which actually determines your goals. What are my values? And because values, unless you're some sort of philosopher which has de dedicated a lot of their um, academic pursuit to the understanding of the very nature of values, unless you're them, I'm not saying, I mean, to be fair, we could do it, but it requires a lot of effort. It's, yeah. It requires taking things to a more abstract, a deeper level. Models are important because they enable you to, they provide you with a more practical means of understanding what values, uh, what values are. Mm -hmm. And so provide you with a starting point from which you can then think, okay, these are, these are, this is a model for values. Most people, they're empirically tested. So most people deem them to be representative of what they think values are. So that provides me with common language from which to compare them to other people. And so they're probably good enough for me to be able to then think, okay, these are my values. Um, now I understand my values. I can start thinking about actually, okay, what do I want to, how can I maximize them by setting certain goals in my life? And I actually just, uh, I just want to finish by making one more point and saying that in talking about models and in talking about creating some sort of universalized means of values mm -hmm. of creating a set of values that we hope is universal to a lot of people mm -hmm. that is fair to do because if we go back to the second question we asked which is how the values form yeah we must understand that values a person's values don't exist in a vacuum right it's not they don't exist solely with that per person because obviously values reflect to a great degree and this comes through socialization. This also comes through your own experience and the way you're hardwired. They come through what society deems to be good because obviously a value could be, say, um, benevolence because society is evolved in such a way yeah. that benevolence and helping out fellow person is deemed to be good. That's a more societal level. And on a biological level, hedonism might be deemed to be good because we have some sort of biological wiring towards dealing, uh, deeming pleasure to be good. So we've talked about why they're important values, how you can use models to understand them, and that it's actually fair to create some sort of universal values because... And it's most, most important is practical. Yeah. And this, this is what this podcast is about. It's about exploring these sometimes hard to pin down concepts in such a way that they will help you live your life your way. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to check out our social media pages and website, links in the description, for more on how you can live your life your way. Also, if you thought that you gained something from this episode, whether it be a small insight or transcendental reality-shaping piece of enlightenment, then feel free to share this episode with your friends, family, whoever it may be, for there is no better gift than that of a good idea. Thank you very much and I'll see you next week.